0: Playoffs are here.
1: What is up, Schaefer?
0: Not much, man. I, there's still five more minutes of uh, regular basketball. The Clippers and Jazz are head-
1: Uh I'm not watching that right now. Just me. <laughs> I
0: have it on because I'm waiting for SportsCenter to come on. I want to see all the breakdowns and discussions.
1: That's us, man. We don't need no SportsCenter.
0: That's right. We'll say what they're about to say. <laughs> it's been a big sports week, man. Let's let me go through here. We had the NCAA March Madness final on Monday. Yep. We got NHL playoffs starting tonight. Yep. We got the Masters starting tomorrow, followed by NBA playoffs on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And then everyone's favorite show, Game of Thrones, is back in action Sunday night to cap it all off.
1: And you know what I did today? I worked till 8, cooked dinner, cleaned the kitchen, and then hopped off the podcast. (laughs) I did not see, full disclosure, I did not see the Blazers play six reserves and bench their entire rotation in a win over the Kings. I missed it. I just saw the box score.
0: I turned the game off when I saw that they were down 25 or 23. I can't remember what the number was. Uh, and that McCollum and Lillard weren't playing. I just, you know, even even Cantor. I don't think Cantor. Uh, Cantor well, they left. must have been trying it, to
1: win then. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> it, it worked. Uh, you can't argue with the strategy. So now we've got
0: top half of the bracket in the West that looks like it sh- could easily be the best four teams.
1: Uh yeah, so all the matchups are set. Um you know, I in the west, I see one lower seed that I would call the favorite in in the matchup. Which one do you think it is?
0: I think the Thunder for sure. Yeah.
1: So Thunder Blazers, let's start there. That's the 6-3 matchup with the Blazers in the 3 seed. And, uh, I mean, I, I, we, we should check the odds, but I, I think Vegas is going to be favoring the Thunder there.
0: I'm looking at it right now, and Vegas still doesn't have anything live up yet, but I'll keep refreshing here and let you know if it comes up. I think the only way the Blazers can pull that series off is if they roll out the same six-man rotation they rolled out tonight <laughs> uh, to come back against the Kings. <laughs>
1: Yeah, leading score was uh, Simmons, a rookie who never plays, dropped thirty-seven. Like, what a night for him! Dude must be on cloud nine. Yeah, I think I think everyone was in
0: double. I, I thought I, I honestly I looked at the app and I thought that there was some glitch or something was was not right. Like, there's no way <laughs> the trailbla- or sorry, the Kings ran out thirteen people. And the Blazers ran out six and are out here coming back down 25 points. So
1: does that mean the Blazers wanted to lose and they just – the Kings just didn't bring it and the, the Blazers won? Like, that? I mean, to not, to not play your players right before – I mean, I guess they've been burnt. You know, Nurkic is out and McCollum is banged up. Um, I mean, the way they win this series, though, is if Willard is the best player, there's a chance. If Lillard outplays Paul, if he's the best player for four out of seven games, they can still win it. They got an outside shot. So the interesting, uh, I'm looking at this West bracket. So in my mind, the most likely teams to win the West are obviously the Warriors at about 90%. And then that 10%, in my sure. mind, is... Nine of it is split between the Rockets and the Jazz. And the Rockets and the Jazz are playing in the first round in the 4-5 matchup. So, man, this bracket, like, it's funny. The West, like, a lot of the whole West will be decided in the first round or the second round. In the East, the first round is, like, every favorite is going to win, in my mind.
0: No one's talking about the Nuggets either. Uh, it's it, they're, they're kind of an interesting team. They've been in that one, two, and three seed all season. And so
1: they're playing the Spurs. The Nuggets are the two seed. The Spurs are the seven seed.
0: I don't hate the Spurs in that matchup. I think the Nuggets win in six. Um, but Greg Popovich uh, could will that team to an upset.
1: I'm going to take the Nuggets in seven. I think, like, Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich is going to will this team. And they are going to get definitely one of the first two games. They're going to steal one in Denver just on pure experience, professionalism, and not fucking up. They're, they're going to do it. They're too good. Uh, but I think... I, I don't know. I mean, the, the talent gap is it's pretty big. Like... Aldridge and DeRozan, I think they both passed their peak, but not by much, and they're very good players. But, you know, well, it'll be, I'm really fascinated to see Jokic in the playoffs because, you know, he's at that time in his career where people are kind of saying, oh, maybe he's a top-ten player. Maybe he could be the best young player. And it's like, this is his chance, you know? And if, if he drops a donut here and they lose as the two-seed, I don't think you can look at this season that great and that roster that great. I mean, it could be something where it's bumps, bruises, and learnings, but I, I think there could be a structural – some big changes if they if they lose in the first round after the season they had.
0: He's obviously the, the big wild card for that team. Like, you know, is, is he going to break out and show the NBA that not only can he have a tremendous regular season, but he can take that energy into the playoffs and lead his team to – Uh, Second round, or even a conference final, or is he a season away from doing that? Um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see that unfold. If
1: I'm the Nuggets right now, I am so thrilled. Now your half of the bracket doesn't have the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Jazz. Like, man, you like as much as I don't, I don't want to like. There's a chance they can be beat by anyone. Like their path to the Western Conference Finals doesn't involve the three best teams. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that yeah, Like
0: <laughs> the winners today are the Nuggets and the Thunder because they are most yeah. certainly going to play each other and one of those teams will be in the Western Conference Final
1: yeah I, I think so too Um but I mean the Blazers I don't think they will but if I'm looking at the bracket as the Blazers I'm feeling good too like even though they may be the underdog in round one for the same reason I'm positive hopeful about the Nuggets. I'm hopeful if I'm, the, if I'm the Blazers. The best three teams are on the other half of the bracket.
0: Right. they, they avoided playing the Jazz uh, with tonight's
1: comeback? The Jazz are the biggest losers. Yeah. Oh, man. The first round, they have the Rockets. The second round, they have the Warriors, if they can beat the Rockets. And then, they're going to face the two worst teams in the next two rounds. Like, Could you imagine if they beat the Rockets and the Warriors and didn't win the title? And that could still happen, because, like, they still have to go through two more teams to do it. And, man, they just got... I was so bullish on them, and this this bracket is just absolutely brutal. It's the worst-case scenario they could have had. Yeah,
0: a lot of of interesting matchups in the West. I I can't say East. Uh, I I know you have a little bit more... uh, You're a little bit more bullish on the Celtics than I am, but you know Bucks Raptors Sixers for me are really the only three teams i see with a strong chance making it out going off your example earlier where you said it was 90% Warriors Rockets i'm saying it's like 96% 97 even Bucks Raptors Sixers and then maybe 2% Celtics and then
1: i don't know 1% everyone else so yeah i would i mean i would put the Celtics in the conversation of those four Um, Why are you you so low on the Celtics? So two percent—they're literally saying if this runs through, this simulation runs fifty times, there's only one time they come out and win the East.
0: I don't think it's a guarantee that they're going to beat the Pacers. I know there's no Victor Oladipo. The Pacers have like found a way to play pretty well the rest of the season after they lost him. Uh, Nate McMillan will have the troops ready. They're not just going to come in and fold and four or five to the Celtics. Um, and then who do they have in the second round? Let, let's say the Celtics win, they've probably got the. This...
1: So they got to play the Bucks. And the Bucks, they match up really well with the Bucks. They've kind of little brothered the Bucks a little bit, even though the Bucks are, you know, the better team this year. Um, they the the the, the Celtics matching up on the Bucks. They're one of the few teams. I mean, they're not going to have Smart probably. He's out. Of, they say two rounds, so who knows? He may come back in the second round. He probably won't. But they have Jalen Brown, they have Jason Tatum. You know, they can throw bodies at, you know, Giannis. Not necessarily like, no one is a good matchup for Giannis. <laughs> Maybe Zion, <laughs> but literally no one. You know, it's, uh... but I, I mean, I just see like the bet I'm interested in taking is every one, two, three, four in the East all win. I would love to take that bet. I'd be really curious what the odds were. What what, what kind of odds did you give me on that? Um, let's see, one, two, three, four winning. Well, it, huh? it
0: really for me for me it just comes down to Celtics. So, what are the Celtics odds of beating the Pacers? Well,
1: is the Celtics plus um like a Giannis injury? There's there is a scenario where an injury to Giannis. Maybe Giannis is the only one. Because even if Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid go down, I still think the Raptors and Sixers win. The,
0: <laughs> magic, like... against, the,
1: the magic against the Magic against a Kawhi Leonardless
0: Raptors team would be interesting.
1: I would say that's a five-game series,
0: as it is now.
1: <laughs> no, if if Kawhi goes down. Oh
0: wow! Wow.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I mean the Magic can't score points. Terrence they, they... Ross
0: is playing. I watched uh, the end of their game tonight against the uh, the Hornets, who maybe that was Kimball Walker's final game with them, uh, something to discuss later. Uh, but Vucevic didn't play, but he's had a tremendous season. Aaron Gordon is yeah, just he, athletic as well.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, whew, I mean, they are long. They're athletic. And I, I saw Jonathan Isaac. I was watching some highlights, and he looked much more like a natural player. You know, cut, catch, shoot, dunk, like just uh, – but yeah, I mean, good. Uh, let's just take a moment here and celebrate what the magic achieved. This team has been in the absolute gutter, and the draft picks have not worked out, and they still don't have a point guard. Like, through all of this, they're like, Augustine is a backup point guard starting, and it's just work. Like, they, they were able to will themselves to the playoffs, and they, they just haven't had a playoff team in so long. Like, I bet tonight, you know, they're feeling great. Like it, it is whenever you're out so long, like even if you get in and you get swept, it's still a win.
0: Yep. Uh the Heat picked a really bad time to get cold. They lost five of their last six. They were in it uh, a week and a half ago. And
1: uh Well they they, they had they had, they had different priorities. They really were all about the Dwayne Wade retirement tour. It was more about tribute videos than basketball.
0: He went out on top tonight, got a triple double. I don't know if you saw that.
1: No, that's dope. <laughs> I saw the tribute video. I, I made fun of it, but it was actually really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, is it that the. the whole- um,
0: who was that with? Who made that?
1: Uh, so they had Spolstro narrating. Then they did Shaq narrating part one, LeBron narrating part two. And then they brought his wife uh, in to narrate part three. And then they had his son. Uh, do the loudspeaker and announce him and start him for the game. Nice. I mean, he is amazing. He's in the top. I mean, you look at the best shooting guards ever. Low,
0: battery, please
1: charge. I think James Harden is close to passing him now, but best shooting guards ever. I mean, you got Jordan, Kobe, Jerry West, and then maybe Wade. I mean, he's in that. I think, top five group of shooting guards ever. Saying bye to a couple greats. Dirk had his final
0: game tonight, too.
1: Yeah, Dirk was so cool. He he came out. Because Dwayne Wade, like, in the beginning of the year, was like, this is my final year. Dirk was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then, like, then right, he just grabs the mic right before the game, and he's like, this is my last home game. And it's just like... It's cool, you know. I, I kind of like Dirk's style better, of like, not talk about it all the time, and then the moment it's actually the thing, talk about it. Dwayne Wade, it like, it's almost like he wasn't.
0: It's almost like he wasn't sure that he wanted to retire though, and the public, and commentators, and everyone around him was just like, you know, every every goodbye tour, every last game at on an opponent's court. They had some tribute video, and he was like, oh, well, everyone's making these for me. I guess, like, this is kind of awkward. I guess it is my last season.
1: I mean, he was averaging – what did he average this year? Like six a game? It's pretty low. But I will admit yesterday when I I caught some – or two days ago when I caught some Mavericks games and he dunked, I actually screenshotted it. And I was watching on my computer and I was like, cool. Like he can still do it. And it's like he's seven foot one. He literally has to jump like thirteen inches to dunk the ball. But it was still just like, Yeah, Dirk is doing it. Like this is great. He's still out there. You know, I remember getting his rookie card in the tops, tops, nineteen ninety nine, man. That such a great draft class. Vince Carter, Antoine Jamison, Dirk. And Dirk was like I mean, people didn't think he was good till like a year and a half later. Like he had a bad rookie year, you know. That card was like Vince Carter was the gem. It was like Vince Carter came out of the gates, like everyone was comparing him to Jordan, and he was dunking on everybody. And yeah, nineteen ninety nine tops. I got, <laughs> I think I got the whole set somewhere, stashed probably in my parents' garage or something. He
0: he he changed the game. Dwayne Wade, Hall of Famer, first ballot, easy. But he didn't change the game like Dirk did. I don't know how many seven foot one point shooters there were when Dirk entered the league. Um uh, how and many players how many
1: players from Germany, how many players from Europe? I mean, the guy is leading a movement and Dallas is continuing to follow that movement with their two best players are from Europe. Like he is he can't I mean he's Michael Jordan in Germany, you know? It's it's different. Like it's just yeah. like a, having a whole group of people behind you and a whole nation. You know, he Yeah. I, I I, I would rather watch Dirk one Wade, even though, like, and their careers are so weirdly intertwined, like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not, they don't guard each other, they're so different, but they ran in, each other into the finals twice, and each one won one, and both times, the, one of them won them, they were the underdog, and they shouldn't have beat the other one, so, I don't know, I... I I appreciate that the NBA likes storylines and I appreciate that like the NBA sent them both to the all-star game just to make things interesting. And then the other elephant in the room here is you have this amazing end of regular season. And then what's the biggest story the next day? That magic Johnson steps down. (laughs) Yeah. We we haven't even started that discussion way (laughs) out of left field. Um,
0: (laughs) Taking a lot of heat, not so much for, his GMing skills, but for the way he announced it without telling anyone, supposedly, and just kind of coming out and saying, calling a press conference and letting everyone know that no one else in the organization knows. But I'm telling everyone right now that I'm
1: stepping down. I thought that was in uh, a classless is the right. That differently. Let me give you a hot take. They knew this thing is a show. This is Los Angeles. This whole thing is a show. He says in the announcement that I love free agency, and that's my thing. And he says, like, tampering is something that's really bothered me. Like, I can't tweet about players anymore. So he needs open. I'm a Laker for life. No matter what my job is, no matter what I am, you know, I'm going to represent this, 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 this franchise. So, you know, my hot take is they all knew he was going to do it. He's still going to try and recruit free agents this summer. He just doesn't want to do any of the day-to-day, and they, as a group, reach the conclusion this is the best way he can help. That's my hot take for the day. Interesting.
0: I hope that story comes out sometime
1: because I would love to believe that. That's a, a hot take. <laughs> I watched the video though, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not married to this take. And uh, there is also a thing in the league where it's like a battle of attention. And I feel like magic was like getting a little jealous (laughs) and he wanted to like break his own news and like, you know, get in on this. (laughs) Just crazy. One year into your LeBron four with
0: a arguably the best free agent class ever coming up this summer. That sounds just like, you know, I'm licking my chops getting ready to go in and like make moves uh, that are going to turn this franchise around. They can't get much worse. And, he just kind of says that. Oh, nope. I'll let
1: someone else do it. It's not for me. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that logic, I can't follow it. Like how can you say the best part of the job is getting the free agents. And when you've been sitting around for nine months with an underperforming team and no access to meetings and potentially <laughs> hiring someone and the moment you finally get that access gets close, you're like, I don't want it. Certainly,
0: Certainly strange. Uh, I don't know, the, in a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe later on this summer, we'll have more of a full picture of what was going on in his head. But right now uh, I'm flabbergasted,
1: but the bigger thing, um, how, wait, how can we have the NBA playoffs without LeBron James? Like, that's like a thing now. First time. In, is that, is it eight years since that's been the case? It's the first time in eight years since he hasn't been in the finals. That's that's three rounds. Like that's like owning the news cycle for the next like five weeks. You know, he's uh I don't know, man. It's a different league. You know, I think you can pretty confidently say that uh he's not the best player in the world anymore. And
0: there's certainly some, some toxicity around him that has players in the league, you know, Kevin Durant, the New York of last year I was reading that article today uh, just and he wasn't hyper critical of LeBron uh, his personality as much as he was just how people give LeBron so much attention and just the the, the style of play where he has to always have the ball and that you know getting yep. a quiet in that system where a quiet likes to also control the ball yep it, it just isn't a system that works for a lot of other
1: superstars. Yeah, I mean, Team USA was at the best when LeBron was playing the four, playing the four, not dominating the ball at the top, and he'd have stat lines like 12, 8, and 7. You know, and it's, um, it's a hard thing to, to sacrifice the ball. <laughs> especially him. He's never going to want to yeah. do it. Well, not especially him. It's just, for a long, long, long time, the best decision for his team's or for him to have the ball at the top of the key and do something. Yep. All right, I'm going to go through each of these games. I'm sorry, each of
0: these series, and I'm going to ask you how many games the underdog will win in the series. Okay. So I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to start at the top of the West. We got Warriors and Clippers. How many games do the Clip get?
1: Uh, I think Five. one. Okay. And I, I Nuggets. Uh, how, how, wait, are you going to say yours too?
0: Uh, I can, but go ahead. You were going to say, you were going to elaborate more. I want to hear what you're going to say.
1: Oh yeah. I think the Clippers just have so much grit and like, there's no reason they should be in the playoffs. There really isn't like they have exceeded all their expectations. They traded their best player mid season that they continue to win. Like me saying they're, getting, they're going to get a game has nothing. The talent gap is so massive. Like there's They, they have no business in the playoffs. They have no business getting one game. But they are going to steal a game. And so, so I, yeah. And I know the Warriors are going to be in a... We'll see how much they can actually flip a switch. Because unlike the last two years, when you get to Warriors 6 through 9... I think it may be the worst group of players in this run. At at player number five, they've never had a good player as good as Boogie. And that's awesome. But like you don't do you really need another Boogie? What you need is like three more reliable people. So I think that may catch up to the Warriors. And this isn't gonna be they're not gonna be a team that goes for that sixteen and one or sixteen and two again. I, I think there's too many holes. In too many minutes, that they have to play, um, that even though their top end talent is so much better, it's going to show.
0: Yep. I agree with pretty much everything you said right there. Clippers have no all stars on their team. Uh, they are getting max output from Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Tanello Gallinari. Shea Gilgis Alexander has come into the league and been a great rookie. Um, so I, I agree with you. Doc wills that team to grind out one win, and then when they get that win, the Warriors are going to be like, hold up, let's, let's, let's
1: yeah. not give them any more to get excited about. <laughs> Whichever game they win, I think the next game, you have to bet the Warriors to win by more than whatever the line is. Yeah. <laughs> that's a game that's like, I would feel great. You know, maybe they put the line at 18, and I would still be tempted. <laughs> I'm easily hammering the third quarter line. Like 100%. <laughs> uh, all right. Nuggets against the Spurs. So, Nuggets and seven. We talked about this one earlier. Yeah. Um, I think Jokic is going to grow up and secure the series, but I think there's going to be moments of panic and there's going to be, you know, sitting around game five and six. I could see the Nuggets being down 2 3 and stealing the last two games. I could see the Nuggets being up 3-2 and the Spurs handily beating them in game six and then having to come back to Denver. Um, But I'm I'm betting on Jokic. I I think he's the best player in the series, and he is very competitive, even though he's not a scorer, and he's going to win it. I got 7-2.
0: I've got the home teams winning all the games. uh, But I do think that one of the first two in Denver – is going to be kind of like the Cavs and the Warriors uh, when Jr. Smith decided not to take the shot uh, on the rebound, where it's like a really close finish, and the Spurs probably uh, or could have, and and Denver just just ekes it
1: out. I think it's Denver and seven, are the home team. I mean, if you're, if you're comparing to Jr. Smith, who do you think is going to do the boneheaded play? Well, no, I,
0: I there is there's no boneheaded Jr. Smith player on the Spurs. But you're going to have a grinded out down to the last second game that maybe the Spurs had an opportunity to win uh, but just couldn't pull it off. Maybe it goes to overtime. The Denver routes them there. But there's no J.R. Smith. I mean, Popovich wouldn't have it. And they're just too well coached. I mean, he's not going to let a player make a mistake like that.
1: All right, next one up. Blazers, Thunder. It's an interesting one. So I'm taking the Thunder, and I'm taking them in six. I think they close it out on their home court. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think Lillard can be the best player enough of the games. I think he can be the best player at least two of the games. And I think McCollum's been off and no Nurkic. And, I mean, honestly, whatever these two seeds are, like – The Thunder, I I think they have more talent. I think Paul George has had the year of his life, and he's been a little injured lately. So that's a pretty big variable. Um, But I'm very excited to watch Westbrook versus Lillard. They both believe they are much better than the other one, and the style that the other one plays is inferior. So (laughs) I think they do not. From what I've seen the few times I've watched them play each other, they don't like each other, and it's going to get heated, and that's it's going to be very interesting to watch. I still don't know why they have that. I, I was just watching a Sports Center animation; they were showing
0: hot, a couple games where the two were getting chippy with each other. I don't know what that's all about
1: exactly. Um, well, it starts but, with Westbrook is chippy with ninety five percent of the league. Yeah, that's true. That's where it starts, and I think other players like they kind of resent Westbrook because he can do all these things and he still shoots 35%. You know, <laughs> It's like he can lead his team in rebounds, lead his team in assists, be an unstoppable force, and somehow still shoot 8 of 30. <laughs> it's like... Go 20 and 21 with three
0: turnovers. And...
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, that is such an amazing feat he was able to accomplish. But, like, why is his shooting percentage still so low? Like, can't he figure out how to, like only get the points where he makes it 50% of the time and Lillard is an amazing shooter, uh, you know, so I would be thrilled to be wrong in this one. Like I would love to see Lillard average 45 points in a series. Like that would be really cool to watch, but I I just don't think it's going to happen. If Nurkic is here, I probably take, I think he is the X
0: factor for me. If Nurkic is playing, I think with four games at home I would like the Blazers given how the Thunder have kind of fizzled a little bit at the end of the season. You gotta remember the Thunder were the two seed, I think, after after the uh after the all-star break, two or three. Yeah. And uh the Houston just went on that crazy run and,
1: and the Thunder really cooled off. So And I, uh, I think a lot of that's the Paul George injury. Like his shoulder, I don't know, from what I've I think he's he he was much better and before the All-Star break and after it. And that's that's a real problem, that like if he's not his best self in the most important games, that's, that's good for the Blazers. If the pre-All-Star Thunder show up,
0: then they can get dangerous. If the end-of-season Thunder show up, uh, they could be looking at an upset. Even though they're the sixth seed, I think it's an upset for the Blazers to beat them. Uh, and certainly could be ousted in the second round if they play like they have down the stretch.
1: I think if you believe the early Thunder or the early season Thunder or who they are right now, you think the Thunder are making the Western Conference Finals.
0: Yeah, and and I do not think
1: that's what well From what I've seen, I, I do not. I don't know. All right, so let's get to the real series.
0: This oh, is God. the series of the first round. Like this, it's a second. Like you said earlier, it's a second round matchup in the first round.
1: Yeah, it is. The Rockets Jazz. This is the best series of the first round by far. I've been really on the fence of which team is the most likely to give the Warriors trouble um, for a while. Most of the season, I really thought it was the Jazz, and then the Rockets have just been playing so well lately, and they've found those role players. They found Daniel House. They found these these ways to get good six, seven, and eight guys. You know, so. I, man, I, <laughs> the Rockets are going to have home court advantage. Um, and the Rockets are hotter right now. Um, I mean, honestly, my past conversations on this make me want to pick the Jazz. And I just really like the way they play. But like logic, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got to go with the Rockets. I mean, If this one is Rockets in seven, so you think the Jazz will get three games? Yeah. Yeah, I think... And if this one does end in six, it is going to be six good games. You know, so sometimes, like, the closest series ends in six and not seven. Like, just because it goes to seven doesn't actually mean the teams are closer together. You know, so... Yeah. The spread
0: between each game. Lower is
1: what what I think? Yeah, saying. that is what I'm saying. And th- but then there's also like the Rockets are going to probably have one game where they shoot like 18 of 34 from three, and it's going to be like they could run away with it. So <clears throat> all I'm saying is this is the game. I'm this is the series. I'm making sure I'm watching. Like I'm, I'm, I want to watch every one yep. of these games, and it's it's going right down to the wire. And I really want to pick the Jazz, but it's probably going to be the Rockets. I I don't even like making a prediction on this one. I don't know. It, it, it kind of it makes it makes me happy that two great teams are playing in the first round because the East is so one sided. But it's also like these teams just are too good to be meeting in the first round.
0: This one for me is all about Donovan Mitchell. Does he wake up tomorrow, look in the mirror, and say, "Okay, it's time to take that next step and to really elevate." Me, but, but also the people around me. like I, like He's been doing pretty much the second half of the season. He started off this 2018-19 uh, campaign really yeah. slow. Uh, and he almost looked like he was going to have one of those slump seasons. And then he's really turned it on as of late. So he is the X factor for me in, in, in any hope that the Jazz have at, at winning and stealing a game in Houston. Uh, if the Jazz were the four here and the Rockets were the five, I'm probably taking jazz uh, for the home court advantage. Utah is a tough place to play, um, but because of the Rockets having the home court advantage and you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent confident. I don't even think I'm like 50% confident that Donovan's going to all of a sudden take that next leap and do NBA super, superstar mode. Uh, so I'm going to take a safe route too and say Rockets and seven.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the Rockets knocked him out last year. Um, yeah, kind of Mitchell came to Earth. It's, whew, I I, I want to I want him to win though, you know. <laughs> I do. Too. I do too. I'm cheering for him. <laughs> All right, um, the East East Bucks Pistons. Do the Pistons get a game? Yeah, they do. They they get a game. Uh, Blake Griffin's been too good this year, and um, also, um, I think you know, I guess who guards Giannis? I mean, you can't. They're gonna try Blake. They're gonna try Drummond. Like they...
0: those are the only two that Ugh. I think you could even consider putting on him.
1: What about Thon Maker?
0: Ugh. I think it's got to be Blake. Blake has got to own that matchup. Blake Blake's gritty. He's tough. Uh, I, I think it's got to be him. And then call for help. You know, if one of those post ups or if he gets by you in the lane, then you know, hope that Drummond's back there to at least alter the shot at the rim.
1: You know what I'm not looking forward to? Watching any Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson pick and rolls after pick and <laughs> rolls. Like I, I just don't think it's playoff basketball. Like <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: is he the worst point guard, uh starting point guard in the playoffs right now?
1: I mean DJ Austin, maybe DJ Augustine. Augustine, yeah. yeah. Um but the good thing about D.J. Augustine is he knows who he is. So, like, he's not trying to make him – he's not trying to end every play with a pass or an assist or an assist or a shot. Reggie Jackson is. <laughs> like, if he has the ball, that's what he wants to do. That's, I don't know. Um, I, Blake's been too good this year to get swept in the first round of the playoffs. That's that's mainly where my gut is. And I guess the Bucks are still going to be without um, – they're without brogdon right do they have any other injuries
0: um
1: what about uh, Miritich? yeah yeah. I yeah he's still injured they're, i think they're in the they're both in the unlikely to play but may play group so i mean that's that's something you know and I cbs mean, reported 7
0: hours ago that Miritich is hopeful for game 1 but i think they won't push him unless they they they, they drop a game
1: yeah yeah, so I'll I'll say Bucks and five. Um, I'll, I'll give Blake one because he's just been too good this year. He'll he'll take one. I think if there
0: if there's a series, I were to pick a sweep in, we haven't picked a sweep yet. I think I, I would pick pick this one right here. I, I'm gonna say Bucks and four, just because I got to pick one sweep, and I think it's Pistons with poor point guard play, um, and no one really to Consistently stop Giannis. He's not going to have a bad game in the series. Uh, They got a good supporting cast, even without Miritich, Brogdon. Bledsoe has been great this season.
1: Middleton uh, has been really good. So I I like their chances to, to sweep the Pistons. All right. So I got my sweep coming up. Next matchup is the two seed Raptors, seven seed Magic. It's a sweep. No chance magic, huh? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh,
0: yeah, I'm gonna give Vucevic the benefit of the doubt and say that he wills this team to a game, probably game three or game four. They will play well. Terrence Ross will go for about 25 or 27, hit like seven, six or seven threes. Augustine will be efficient, you know, double digit assist. Vucevic and Gordon will have their nights. Uh, but yeah, it's a five game series, probably.
1: Maybe a sweep. I'm going to go five uh, Raptors, four, Magic, one. So the Raptors, let's stick on them for a minute because their best player has been playing two or three days a week. He's missed as many games as LeBron without any injuries or almost no injuries. Like, I think we're all about to be reminded how fucking good Kawhi Leonard is. Like, he has been coasting this year. And waiting for the playoffs. And I think we're just about to see, like, oh shit, maybe he is better than Giannis. Like, I think that's going to be one of the storylines floating around here and, you know, rounds, like watching him dominate the Magic, seeing what happens in round two. I just, I look at the way he's handled himself over, like, for physical preservation and, like, I think the lid's about to come off. Like (laughs) he is going to be so good. Like I'm, it's almost like yeah, he came back this year, but now it's like okay, now we're going to see the real dude. Like just going all out on every possession, which we haven't. Not saying he's not trying. I'm just saying he's he is going. He's the guy I'm really looking forward to. Like going back to that level. I mean, he was the finals MVP. Like this guy, you know, two years ago they were like LeBron, him, and Durant, and now it's like. People don't really talk about him that way.
0: Yeah, he's. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, he stays at a lot out of the social spotlight. He's like the quietest superstar uh, in the league, for sure. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's part of why, you know, when I think it's definitely going to be Bucks Sixers in the final, I just, Toronto's this kind of like quiet team. They go about their business. See, Occam's had a break of year. He plays with a little bit of aggression. But for the most part, they, you know, I I don't think of them. I I don't know what their identity is. I guess I haven't gotten a chance to watch them play as much as I have the rest of the league. Uh, But I like that prediction. I like the unfolding and the, you know, peeling back of the onion for Kawhi Leonard just to step up and, and declare himself as one of the, you know, five or six best
1: players in the league. I think if, if he, he, he's got a chance to just say he's the best, I mean, this is what they bet on. You know, they're like one year of Kawhi. Let's give up our franchise icon and, you know, it's still buying him for less than he's worth and trading for less than he's worth. But this is the time, you know, really to probably stay in Toronto. They probably have to win the title or at least make the finals and prove that, like, this is a place where you can win. You know, cause yep. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching him. I think, uh, I just think he's, I'm, he's the player I'm like the most confident about of the top group of players that's going to elevate his game. <clears throat>
0: Sixers, Nets.
1: Sixers, the three. Nets, the six. So, I, I mean, earlier in the year, we were saying the Sixers are going to make the finals. Um. Watching them get humiliated by the Bucks and Giannis blocking and beat shot four times in one game has definitely left an imprint on me of, like, this team is not as organized as they should be. But they have, I mean, they just have too much talent to lose to the Nets. But I, I think this is a six-game series. I, I think the Nets, and Ru- I think Russell's going to steal a game early. And then I think the Nets are going to fight the, and then I think the Sixers are going to blow one, one of the games. I think there's going to be a close game where they probably outplay the Nets, but they blow it. And so it's, they're just <clears throat> they're not as cohesive as a unit. So I, I think it ends up going six when really this should be a sweep based on the talent. It, it should be a sweep, but just with where the two teams are. And this is a, I mean, this is a mi- milestone for the Nets too. Like this is like the beginning of getting out of the Celtics trade. <laughs> like that, that trade was like six, seven years ago, and how many draft picks? But it's like you're in the playoffs again. You know, you're back, and they're they're gonna they're gonna be feeling themselves a little bit. Like I, so, I, so, I think this six game series.
0: Yeah, the Sixers too much talent. Uh, five or six. Uh, I, I agree with you that that the, the, with all the talent they have, they have. Really put it together and found like that perfect combination of you know players on the court. Like, who's the good like leader of the B team? Who do they have on the court whenever Embiid, uh, Embiid and Simmons are on the bench? Who's that leader? Is it Tobias? Is it Butler? Um, So they they gotta figure it out quick. and, And hopefully for their sake, they do it in this first series, so that when they get to playing the Raptors in the second round uh they're ready to compete because that's going to be
1: one heck of a series and I can't wait to watch it the east um, second the round every single game is going to be must watch the east oh, second yeah. round is so good i mean i you were putting these the a group of 3 but i think there are four teams in the east that all have a 20% chance of winning the east like i i think they're all above 20% um it, I, to me, it's so close with those, and, the, and then the gap to five on down is just massive.
0: Yeah, if it weren't if it weren't for the Victor Oladipo injury, I think we'd be talking about the Pacers as probably the four seed here. Uh, they were a three for a while, and then that injury happened. And you know, they still actually played pretty well, but without your All Star, uh, it's tough to uh, it's tough to win as many games. Uh, I think this game or this series goes six. I think the Pacers get two. Nate McMillan, great coach. He's found a way to uh, work in. DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, too big altogether. Um, I think I think they play good. You know, kind of the momentum they had last year where they almost took down the Cavs for, for some heroic efforts from LeBron James. Uh, they've got the fight.
1: Uh, they just don't have the talent uh, in this series. So Celtics in six. So I've been really impressed. Like, it's just extremely hard to lose your best player and keep winning at the same rate. Like, I don't want to take anything away from what they've done. And Bogdanovich, like, moving him from, like, a third or fourth option to, like, your lead pick-and-roll guy. Like, you, sh- you generally, NBA teams can't do that. Like, you can't yeah. just have your top guy go down and then your spot-up shooter comes in and says, no, I'm going to run 10 pick-and-rolls a game, and it's going to work. And it has. So, like, that, that's that been pretty remarkable. But I think Celtics in five. I, I think the talent gap is too much. I think the Celtics have been relatively bored for most of the regular season, and they've been waiting to be in the playoffs. And while being bored, Kyrie Irving is still putting up more efficient stats than he has ever in his career in terms of shooting uh, efficiency. So I think the Celtics are going to wake up and I know there's a million red flags around them, but the talent man, and Al Horford, dude, he's so good in the playoffs. It's like their two best players, Horford and Irving, they're players that every single year they play better in the playoffs in the regular season. It's so I, I, I just, it could go more than five, but I, I don't, This is a series I I would consider betting of, like, again, the talent gap, man. It's a lot. Yep. I really hope Marcus Smart is back for the second-round
0: matchup uh, against the Bucs because I want that to be competitive. Uh, And I think he is just one of the most fierce competitors in the NBA, not the most talented, but gives it all he's got, every single play, never takes a playoff.
1: Love watching that I remember watching him at uh, Oklahoma state and I thought he was going to be just this amazing lead guard. Like I was like, yeah, he can't really shoot, but they played him entirely at point guard, even though he's so big. And um, he, yeah, he's, he's really put himself into just that role player that you always want on your team. Like there's no situation. He can switch onto anyone. He can guard anyone. Um it's a pretty big loss, even though he's, you know, getting whatever nine or 10 points a game, it's, it's a pretty big loss on the defense and the enthusiasm and just the loose ball. Like, you know, whenever you get a loose ball and you make a hustle play, it like kind of picks everybody up and I don't know who's going to do that on the Celtics.
0: Tell you what, I'm more excited about the Celtics off season than I am their playoff run this year. They got three first round draft picks. They got to re sign Kyrie, um, a lot of moving parts, a lot of this roster could look very, very different come next season. I'm really excited. Dude, if
1: they lose to the Pacers in the first round, do you think Tyree's staying? Uh, They would have
0: to trade some of those first round draft picks and and be like, hey, we're getting a superstar over here. Um, Because, you know, after the top three, which, by the way, Zion, Ja, or RJ, and two or three, and then After like five or six, there's some nice players out there, but there's no franchise changing players. There's no one. To me,
1: there's one franchise changing player. Hunter. No, Zion. Everybody else isn't. Like uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Like yeah, like two and three having those guys locked in. Like I don't see it. I've watched them play. I don't think they're head and shoulders above other players. Like I think there's cases to be made, and Hunter. Hunter man in the title game he really he really showed something but it's still like all these players I just see holes in out and Zion has holes too but to me it's like in terms of assessing a value of a draft pick the number one pick is worth so so much but the number, the difference to me between the number two pick and the number ten isn't much you know and so I I <clears throat> I haven't watched them enough to like fully know it it's just. Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not that excited. Like RJ Barrett, I just feel like he's always like look at that end of that game. He takes the last two shots, he gets the foul, so he did something right, and then he misses the free throws. Like he always wants to be the guy taking the shots, but it's like you're not the best player on your team. Like do you I can't tell if that's him I can't tell if that's him or if that's
0: Coach K's fault. Like they went into the huddle, they had a discussion. And they came out of it and he, he did exactly what you just described. And I'm wondering if, because he hit that three, to I think put them up one, if Coach K was like, okay, he's
1: feeling it. Let's keep the ball in his hands and let's let him create. And or Zion if he just did have the ball like 26 feet away from the hoop, which is not where he should be catching it. And he like did two dribbles and passed it off to RJ. And I, I think it's RJ, but who knows? I I mean, at this point, can you even tell if Coach K is a good coach? He's an amazing recruiter, and he's an, forever an icon of the game of basketball. But it's like, how much more do you want the talent gap to be and it, it not hold him accountable for, like, not winning? Like,
0: <laughs> No, very fair. I've seen a lot of people say that over the last – since they lost to uh, Michigan State. And honestly, they very easily could have been gone, uh, by the way – in their previous two games against yeah. Central Florida. Oh, yeah. Two titans um,
1: missed. Like, yeah. One of them should have won to overtime, and one of them should have won, won the game. For, is, uh...
0: <clears throat> okay. But Let me say one thing before we get off here. John Morant is 6'3". De'Aaron Fox is 6'3". Uh, he is a better shooter at this point in his career than De'Aaron Fox was. And the kid made Murray State – these I watched this Murray State team it, maybe two or three times in the regular season, uh, once or twice in March Madness. There was no talent around John Morant. He was creating everything. He's almost like the James Harden floor general of the team. I think when he fills out a little bit more and gets stronger, just like when De'Aaron entered the league, he was kind of a skinny little 6'3 point guard with not much of a jump shot. And you saw what he's done from rookie to sophomore year. I think jaw is that type of player and uh, Phoenix, you know, is the team I think that could use a point guard the most. They should be thrilled if they're able to land them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good argument. I haven't watched them enough. I mean, I, I was a little suspect on the shooting and um, I, I get a little suspect on these combo guards where, like on their, yeah, where they're absolutely running anything with a talent, doing whatever they want with a major talent gap. Um, But if you really think of him like that, I'd say on the negative side of it, making the leap that Fox made as a shooter is rare. Like he's not quite the Kawhi Leonard leap as a shooter, but like it is very rare. Like people fall into this trap of like he's really athletic. Other people that look like him made the leap as a shooter. Like to make the leap as a shooter, most of the guys just don't. There's for every Kawhi Leonard, there's fifteen Stanley Johnsons that just can't do it, yes. and they're just, they're yeah. so athletic, and they're so strong, but like, it's such a hard, it's a whole different skill, it's eye-hand coordination, it's consistency, it's dedication, it, it's just a different skill, so <clears throat> I don't know, I get a little scared there, but I mean, if you really think that highly of them, I think you have to put them over Barrett, like, because, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I 100% put them over Barrett, when the season started, I thought Barrett was
0: number one, I remember after I watched that Duke Kentucky game I said this guy looks just like James Harden uh and he just hasn't really like elevated his game he's kind of stayed the same all season long it was Zion who elevated and blew our minds uh and he's clearly uh what was the did you send me some odds by the way on the Zion going number one overall wasn't there like some ridiculous minus like uh, 10,000 to one or something. I forget what you sent me, but it was like you had to bet like 50K to win 500 or something
1: crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we were talking about, in the to me, the only way Zion doesn't go number one is if he does something that's borderline going to jail. Like, right. That, that was the only <laughs> use case where like one of these teams doesn't pick him number one. If he does something that like brings that level of allegation, maybe he'll go three. Yeah. Even then, it's like, God, this guy's going to sell so many
0: tickets <laughs> and contribute so much on the floor. I'm still taking him number one.
1: Hey, in the spirit of players making the leap, is there any um, younger or, you know, less famous players on these playoff teams that you think is in a spot like where, like, look at Tatum last year, you know, yeah. where, where Tatum like. Yeah, he has this really efficient rookie year where he's getting 14 points a game, shooting a crazy three-point percentage. But that's a lot different than you know getting 20 a game and dunking on LeBron. Like, do you think any of these young players, or even an older player, are really going to like step up and surprise some people? Uh, The number one
0: candidate for me is Jamal Murray on the Nuggets. Um, Siakam's already kind of like gotten it to take it, you know, made a humongous leap. Um, he could potentially elevate, but I think Jamal Murray could
1: be that guy this year's playoffs for the Nuggets. They definitely need him to. They really do. Like he having a second scorer that's consistent on the Nuggets. Like they, they need it. That's, that's a good guess. I mean, if to me, I was thinking if the, even though Mitchell did it last year, if the Jazz are to beat the Rockets in the first round, he did it again. Like, that's a whole nother leap. Yeah. The, the Rockets yep. are so good. You can make a case for
0: like a Chris Middleton or an Eric Bledsoe on the Bucks potentially taking a leap. Um, outside of those, though, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to think of these rosters. I don't hey, see I'll, a I'll give,
1: you, I'll give you one and beat. <laughs> Does hey. he count? Does that count? Embiid making the finals would totally be a leap. Okay, okay. You know, like proving he can – even the East, the Eastern Conference Finals, I wouldn't call a leap because it's, it's one round above and they have so much talent. And, like, I, I think the whole second round is going to be 50-50. So it's kind of like, oh, 50-50 chance. You didn't really leap. But, like, man, if he proves – and I – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right because he's already so good. But I mean, if he were to win the East, beat Giannis, beat Kawhi Leonard, like, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, part of me that like just grew up in a league had more big men and the big men like could just dominate. And like, I don't know. He's, he's kind of that last, that last hope for, (laughs) for centers. And I don't know. I think, I, I I think for me, I think for me,
0: he would need to pull off the unthinkable and, and take them all the way. Uh, because he's already proven he, for me, he is the most dominant big man in the league today. You, I, you don't
1: I, count Giannis I, as a big man.
0: God, it's such a coin flip. I, I go back and forth between those two. It's, it's definitely those two, uh, you know, he has to win. If he wins it all, then, then that for me puts it, you know, puts him in that category of biggest leaps. But I don't think just getting to the finals because uh, he's got so much talent around him And Butler, Harris, and and uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, they're going to contribute. They're going to get theirs. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really excited for playoff basketball.
1: Ready roll around. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. It's like uh, that's the best basketball in the world. Like that's that's what's about to happen.
0: Uh, real quick, let's close off here with some comments from the group. My group text these high school guys that I uh, I grew up with. I'm still great friends with today. Uh, NHL playoffs is greater than NBA playoffs. Reason being, there's no defense in the NBA, and I won't watch a single playoff game probably until the conference finals. And even in those games, I'll probably just tune in when the fourth quarter starts. Tell them why they're wrong.
1: Uh, I'm gonna start this argument very simple. A sphere is better than a cylinder. The game <laughs> of basketball is just better. It's a circle, it's a ball, you put the ball in the hoop. I oh, mean hockey, dude. I, tons of respect for what they do. You know, they are really flying around on their skates and doing what have you. It's just like to me that they're just not comparable games and I'm like a dog, dude. I like seeing the ball in the air. I like going to get the ball. I like seeing the ball through the hoop. (laughs) It's just like, I I don't know. I can't even make a good argument because like hockey just never interested me in that way. Like moving a puck around on the ground versus moving a ball in the air. It's just, I don't, to me, they're, I don't know. They're just not even on the same plane. And I don't even think that's a good answer. It's just like, I'm totally biased to liking to play (laughs) basketball. (laughs) There you have it, group ten. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not making every, any friends over in that group text.
0: <laughs> hey man, it was good catching up with you. Uh, let's do this again. Uh, maybe we'll we'll sync up in the middle of next week as some of these series are are halfway over and see where things are.
1: Cool. Talk to you later, Schaefer. See ya. NBA money. Bye. <laughs>